2: now
3: Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com. Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Hello, everybody. We are live once again. It is, once again, January 6th, a year after... Uh, the storming of the Capitol. We're going to cut through some narratives that have formed over the past year. It's pretty deceptive narratives in regards to how deadly January 6 was. Um, deceptive narratives in regards to uh, the reasons for what happened on January 6th. Um, uh, the big lie about the big lie. We're going to talk about that. And my friend Steve Baker is on the ground in Washington, D.C. where events are happening uh, right now. Um, in commemoration of January six, he gave me a glimpse of what kind of people are on the ground there today, a lot different crowd a year later. Can't wait to show you guys. I'm going to bring, bring Steve on live, uh, to give us a glimpse what's going on there. And before I get to that, I got a shout out the sponsor of today, today's coverage, which is Reds with Ivory. So sluggish blood is a, is a real and overlooked problem. It's often associated with lackluster energy levels, brain fog, lack of stamina, and poor recovery from activity. If you have any of these symptoms, sluggish blood may be something you should, you should be very concerned about. Fortunately, there are solutions. I personally use Reds with Ivory. This ultra-rich powder delivers revitalizing support for healthy energy levels, circulation, and anti-aging. This amazing powder uses powerhouse ingredients to help reverse sluggish blood so you look and feel your best. You shouldn't you, you couldn't be more thrilled with the results I've received. Uh, I've partnered with the creators of this amazing powder to give my audience up to 51% off of their own bag to celebrate the new year just go to redswithivory.com click the link in description it's basically uh fruits and veggies packed into a a drink powder actually tastes delicious so check that out link in description get healthy in the new year okay so i'm going to bring on steve baker independent journalist steve baker from the pragmatic constitutionalist we just talked to you yesterday yeah you're in dc to cover what's going on there so uh what what are you seeing
5: well, right behind me at this moment is a democracy rally uh, to ostensibly to protect our election processes here against the hordes of fascists who gathered last year on January 6th and attacked that building behind me. That's a- actually what a congressman on the House Select Investigative Committee just referred to the entire gathering of people here in D.C. last year. He opened his speech by calling them hordes of fascists.
4: Incredible. Um, Yeah. uh, So you sent me some videos before we went live here, and I I just want to play a couple of them here, real quick. Here's one of them. So we can see photo ops there. Uh, Senate yeah. act now, hordes of media for sure.
5: Yeah, right. The, every, everybody's here. Uh, international uh, press and media. Everybody from news backs to CNN. They're all here.
4: Yeah, CNN wanted to talk to you too, huh? Did, yeah, they
5: they, uh, they actually did um, uh, reach out to me today, and I spoke to them for about a half hour, and they're they're. Making a decision whether they want to put me on camera or not.
4: Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I guess those protesters are asking the Senate to act now on this this uh, Voting Rights Act, right?
5: Cor- that's absolutely correct. That's what's going on.
4: <laughs> okay. And uh, which would kind of turn return voting rights more to 1965 levels. Uh, Some are saying, depending uh, right, on what right. media you read. And then, right, Gate- Gateway Pundit is saying the voting rights legislation would mandate ballot harvesting, ban voter ID, and give taxpayer money to campaigns, which sounds horrible. Yeah,
5: uh, so essentially what they're doing is is they're claiming, like for instance, the Georgia legislature actually liberalized their voting laws after the the 2020 election uh and and they're claiming as you've heard we've heard biden say that that it's a return to jim crow when it's nothing of the sort it's an actual further liberalization from what it was prior to the 2020 election uh, we talk about um, the narratives, and that's just one of them. They're continually contradicting. Uh, or We're trying to contradict the narrative that they're trying to establish. And again, Pelosi today. I mean, Pelosi today, once again, in her speeches in the in in the House of Representatives today, used that very term that we're seeking to establish and preserve the narrative of January sixth.
4: Wow, so she she keeps it right out there in the open then. <laughs> that she, is her narrative, not the truth. I've
5: I've I've heard her say that three or four more times today.
4: Wow, that's incredible. Okay, well let me let's let's look at another clip you sent me here. Yeah. I dc fascist free that's a pretty vicious fo- uh, uh depiction of trump um yeah. so very different crowd this year compared to last year
5: yeah at, at this location and then i'm going to head uh, from here and go to the dc detention center where there will be a vigil for the um detainees that are being held here in, in dc without their oh. without due process and their you know constitutional rights
4: right right Oh well, good. That'll be that's that's great that something's being done for those guys.
5: Yeah. Um, so okay. we'll, we'll get both sides tonight for sure.
4: Good. And one more thing, we'll, we'll play that you sent me. We're
6: gonna heal the hate in this
3: nation. We're gonna heal the hate. We choose democracy. Yes. We choose democracy. Hey, in this nation. come on. We choose democracy. We're gonna heal the hate.
4: So the people there basically um, believe that hate has led to a lack of democracy.
5: Yes, that's to that right. Chance. Right. Right. The, 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 nar- the narrative is, is that our democracy was so tentative and hanging on such a thread that when the fascist hordes invaded last year on this day, that uh, they were literally on the brink of losing our 240 year old democracy.
4: And uh and what are these what are these uh, hateful fascists um, what are they hateful about according to this crowd?
5: <laughs> well if you could hear what's going on behind me right now, they're they're pretty hateful about anybody on the uh, right of center and anybody who's ever worn a, a Trump hat or a Trump um, uh, bumper sticker. Uh, he he's taking the brunt of the heat right now, I'll tell you that.
4: Oh okay. Well the people singing were saying that the right-wingers are the hateful ones.
5: Well, of course. That's, that's what's happening. That's, that's the event that I'm attending at the moment, yes.
4: It looks yeah. miserably cold there.
5: Oh, it's cold, and you look very warm.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> we've got
5: we've got to stop meeting like this.
4: <laughs> I know, In toasty Houston, Texas. Okay, well, keep me tuned. Uh, keep me uh, tuned in on what's going on there. Um, I'm sure right wing people are probably terrified to go to the Capitol today.
5: That's not a good day for the right wing people, for sure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for filling me in and we'll talk soon. Steve Baker, All right. pragmatic constitutionalist. Guys, I linked his blog in my description if you want to go follow his coverage of DC today directly.
5: Thanks, Ivory. Bye-bye. Yep.
4: All right. Bye. Okay, guys. So Steve Baker's on the ground there. He's, he's been doing a lot of boots on the ground reporting and actually has been targeted by the FBI for that. Pretty concerning what the FBI has been up to. Um, in regards to free speech. So I want to tackle some of the topics, um, that were, that, that are being spun, the, the narrative is being spun, like we talked about now, president Biden did speak today, um, in regards to January six. And I just wanted to share with you a little bit of what Biden had to say, um, He was laying into Trump and and anyone who questions the election.
7: Often rejected by Republican appointed judges, including judges appointed by the former president himself from state court to the United States Supreme Court. Recounts were undertaken in state after state. Georgia, Georgia counted its results three times with one recount by hand. Phony partisan audits were undertaken long after the election in several states. None changed the results. And in some of them, the irony is, the margin of victory actually grew slightly. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. He built his lie over months. Wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president.
4: So he he was pretty vicious towards President Trump, his supporters, and anyone who dares to question uh, the results of the election. And then Trump actually responded. Um, Trump responded with a statement, said, quote, to watch Biden speaking is very hurtful to many people. They're the ones who tried to stop the peaceful transfer of an R-word election. I'm not going to say YouTube trigger word, but an election with a lot of anomalies. Just look at the numbers, Trump says. Does anybody really think that Biden beat Obama with the, with the black population in select swing state cities? But nowhere else. Biden literally beat Obama with the black vote quote that he would lose 18 out of 19 bellwether counties and 27 out of 27 toss up house races, but somehow miraculously received the most votes in American history with no coattails that he would lose Florida, Ohio and Iowa and win, even though it was never done before. They spread a web of lies about me and Russia for four years to try to overturn the 2016 election. And now they lie about how they interfered with the 2020 election too. Big tech was used illegally. Where did all those votes show up from in Georgia? Where it was just revealed that they sold ballots for $10 a piece or in Pennsylvania and Arizona and Wisconsin. He acts like he's aggrieved, but we're the ones who are aggrieved and America is suffering because of because of it with poison, uh, because of it with poisonous borders. There's a typo in here. Record inflation and humiliating surrender in Afghanistan. Five dollars a gallon gas and higher. Empty stock shelves and rampant crime. America is a laughingstock of the world, and it's all because of the real insurrection, which took place on November 3rd. Trump says, but this is an election year, and MAGA Republicans should get elected and work with me to fix this horror that Joe Biden and the Democrats have brought us. Never forget the crime of the 2020 presidential election. Never give up. That was Trump's statement today, one year after, uh, the storming of the Capitol. Um, and I want to get into, uh, this, you know, some of what they talked about here, what Biden is talking about, that there were uh, bogus audits that didn't even uh, turn anything up that, it, you know, let's talk about Arizona and Wisconsin. First of all, Wisconsin is still being uh, looked at. There's there's big developments in Wisconsin actually uh, this month, Wisconsin's GOP-backed election investigation expanded over the holidays. Subpoenas issued to government information technology workers, Green Bay City Clerk. So they are subpoenaing IT people trying to get to the bottom of what the heck happened in Wisconsin. And, and this has not been covered in the national news. Um, a lot happened in regards to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin election in December that was not covered in, in the national news. Now, the margin of, of victory for Biden in Wisconsin was 21,000 votes, just absolutely minuscule. So there was an, a Wisconsin election hearing December 8th of 2021 in which, you know, OAN at least covered it. Well, CNN was pumping out propaganda headlines, uh, if anything. You know, if they were going to touch it, they were going to throw out a propaganda headline about what was happening in Wisconsin on the web. But anyway, um, I like that Christina Bob from OAN, um, she did a bit like a minute by minute tweeting spree of what was being uncovered in this Wisconsin election hearing. She says happening now. Wisconsin election officials assisted nonprofit by providing private voter data to Democrat group to add voters directly to the Wisconsin voter roll and bypass the state. Then she says happening now, Wisconsin had an active voter turnout of 93.7%. Well, that's unheard of. Normally it's like what up to 60% people turn out to cast their ballots in Wisconsin, 93.7% of the voters turned out to vote. See if you believe that. Then she, then she says, happening now, Wisconsin, Wisconsin voter database, database padded voter registration numbers with precursor 0000s, which allows for manipulating voter registration Voter registration. Then she says, happening now, evidence indicates multiple entities are creating registered voters, not just the state of Wisconsin. Next tweet. Happening now, Wisconsin voter roll has over 120,000 active voters who have been registered to vote for over 100 years. The margin of victory is 20,000. Yes, that's right. Biden beat Trump by twenty one thousand votes. Yet there are one hundred and twenty thousand people in Wisconsin who are more than a hundred years old and they're voters. Happening now, Wisconsin has four point five million residents over the age of eighteen. The Wisconsin Election Commission has more than seven million voters on the rolls. So there's seventeen. Uh, there's seven million people on Wisconsin's voter rolls. You have to be 18 plus to vote and Wisconsin's 18 plus population is 4.5 million. Yet there's 7 million people on the voter rolls. What happening now? 157,000 voters in Wisconsin have the same voter registration number. Everyone's registered under the same number. Um, So she she goes on and on with this. I mean, I encourage you to follow Christina Bob on Twitter. She's been documenting um, what's going on with the analysis of the, the Wisconsin election and voter rolls very closely. And it is a mess there. And it is a mess in many states. And I've covered elections many years and it's also a mess in Texas. And I I interviewed a county clerk, you know, before this whole big lie propaganda was a thing, you know, I was covering, I was covering elections and I've been covering elections for years. And it was like, what, 20, 2019, that one county, former county clerk of Harris County, where Houston's located, was telling me when he became county clerk, which was more around 2000 year, 2000, he had to, he had to delete, um, 50,000 people from the voter rolls who were either dead or had moved or uh, or were accidentally <laughs> registered to vote when they weren't citizens. Um, so voter roll maintenance is very important. And you it, it's something that should happen ev- every year. Just keep those voter rolls up to date, but it's something that's obviously neglected in a lot of places and county clerks have admitted to me it's neglect here. Now, when I tried to cover, um, the elections in 2020, it was, um, early 2020 around, um, Super Tuesday, I guess, I think is when I was covering this and try, you know, there were concerns about, the voter rolls at the time we were getting evidence that non-citizens were registered. You know, uh, a man who was obviously a co- convicted felon still on parole was widely documented to have, um, I guess, successfully cast his, his primary ballot. And so <laughs> I'm trying to get to the bottom of what's, what's your, uh, strategy for voter roll maintenance. And, um, they said, well, we can't reveal our strategy because it compromises. Um, it it just compromises us. We don't want to have a security risk. We can't say anything about what we do for maintaining voter rolls, but they are stellar and they're perfect. I mean, the statement they sent me, they were, they were extremely rude. County clerk's office in, in Houston, who handles the third most populous county for votes, tons of voters in the Houston area. Um, extremely rude and defensive to me when I was humbly asking basic questions and then barked back at me that, well, we have perfect, perfect voter rolls. Oh, that's convincing. After the previous county clerk said he had to get rid of 50,000 uh, erroneous names on the voter rolls. So, you know, for for this narrative ha- to have spun across, across the nation, um, every media outlet – You know, saying any article you try to read, they say, well, the obviously, you know, erroneous claims, the false claims that there's anything wrong with the election, you know, just barking out that, oh, God, we're not going to look at the possibility of any sort of election concerns because that's just very erroneous to ever think that there's that there's a problem with this election. The fact is Wisconsin has turned up just in the past month some serious concerns about its voter rolls and, and, and how it conducts registering registering people, um, which if you can register a bunch of fake people, you can do some serious damage in elections. And recounting is not going to solve that. If you recount a fake ballot, it's not going to solve that. So we're talking about all this today because this is the whole reason people were at the Capitol a year ago today. Um, and this is in, in Biden's speech today. Um, it was extremely manipulative in, uh, in telling people how evil they were forever thinking that there might be something wrong with the election. When the fact is we were getting lots of evidence that some bad things were happening with the elections and, um, the media was completely ignoring it. Now Fox news covered it for a while and then dropped it after they got hit with a serious lawsuit by one of those machine, you know, voting machine companies. So uh, a year, a year later, I literally have Fox news on right now and they're, they're not touching that topic of, you know, election anomalies. They even talked about Biden's speech today and they, and Fox would not even mention that a lot of his speech was barking back about election anomalies. Like for, for Fox news, election anomalies aren't a thing. They, they don't exist. That's their Fox news new narrative. And I'm thinking maybe it's because they got hit so hard with a giant lawsuit from dominion. Uh, but, you know, the truth is the narrative in regards to the Arizona audit was extremely manipulative. Now, it got leaked out that the, you know, before the audit review report came out in late September, it was leaked to all the media that it, it was a big nothing, that the recount was going to turn up about the same amount of, of votes for each candidate. But here's the thing, if a hand recount of of, you know, bad ballots is going to, um, result in the same recount. You know, if you're recounting bad ballots more than once, you're going to get the same result. So we, we have to look at what else the audit came up with. And there were, there were really concerning things in regards to the apparent hiding of evidence right before The audit commenced. Now, I I broke all this down on my YouTube back then, and I want to show that a little bit of that to you here. This is very important stuff.
8: SQL logs on the EMS indicate that the RTR admin account purged the general election results from the database on the EMS. Okay. Now, Remember the lack of log retention at this point. But everything was purged on the the, uh, 1st of February. That's also right before the two audits commissioned by the county were due to commence. I believe they commenced on the 2nd.
4: So the county got its own audits done, and it talks about that on its website, Audit results here. The Maricopa County Elections Department contracted with ProVNV and SLI compliance to perform an audit of the Maricopa County Stabulation System and Equipment. They're saying no malicious hardware and software discrepancies were identified. No evidence of an Internet connection was identified, etc. But this outside audit says that they can tell that the election staff mass deleted things right before that audit happened.
8: Accountability of who had access to the RTR admin account, when that that password is actually shared among all of the accounts, becomes extremely difficult. So who did it, right? Why did they do it? You would think that if you were doing an audit the next day, that you would want to have the
2: full... Context of the election to be audited. That entry says that someone went into the program and clicked on something that said, "I want to purge all the results for this election." That goes through and that deletes all of the records within it. And if you actually take a look, you can see the success. It's like the second line up, you know, that it completed successfully, and it literally deletes all of the files on the NAS directory as well, which is where all the results from the election are. contained, where all the images from the election are contained, and all those other details. So some individual went into an application, and they chose specifically um, to to run something that would clear all records in the system that was used to generate the official results the day before an audit started.
6: Deleted the
4: Good Lord, I was just muted.
2: Order now
4: Who, who would do that in Mar- Maricopa County, Arizona? Now, the margin of victory for Biden in Mar- County, Maricopa County was 10,000. Uh, Biden won, not just Maricopa County, actually a- Arizona-wide. Biden won Arizona by only 10,000 votes. That is absolutely minuscule. And um, the audit, the hand recount, you know, showed he still won. Um, but they only audited Maricopa County, um, compromised machines were used throughout the state and a lot can be done with the hacking of compromised machines, um, and, and the hacking of votes being fed online, either through internet or an intranet, neither is safe nor legal. Okay. So. How were votes fed? Was anything connected to the internet? This audit said that the, it, it appeared that some things that shouldn't have been connected to the internet were connected to the internet. Now it also just came out um, this week that Maricopa County is re- rejecting the audit. America, I'm reading Fox 10 Phoenix where Carrie Lake ditched that uh, Corrupt News Outlet, Fox 10, part of Fox Corp. Maricopa County releases new report on 2020 election, deems many claims misleading. Here's what you need to know. Um, So specifically, Maricopa County officials say of the claims made by the various entities connected to the audit, 22 were found to be misleading, 41 were found to be inaccurate, Thirteen were found to be false, so they're saying that cyber ninjas who conducted the internet were just bogus. With with the audit they conducted, and the whole spin on the Maricopa County audit to begin with was that oh, it was it was uh, so biased. It was a completely right wing thing. It was it wasn't bipartisan. But here's the thing, yeah, the the Senate is is um, led by Republicans right now, and they tried to get Democrats involved. They wanted it to be a bipartisan. Um, uh, audit. This has been covered in the Arizona local news a lot about how the Senate was trying to recruit Democrats, and every Democrat said, Heck no, I'm not doing an audit. <laughs> Biden won. Why would I audit that? So that's the issue. But then, if you go way down in the article, um, could the findings affect the election? Um, they're saying that the findings still did not affect the election. But here, the county county experts did find some issues when they analyzed claims in the Senate report. The county review validated only a handful of the 33,000 ballots that the Senate report said could have been illegally cast because voters had moved prior to the election. So the biggest thing, you know, the biggest anomaly that was found in that audit, from what I could see, was these tens of thousands of ballots that were cast By old addresses, you, you can't vote from an old address. So was that ballot cast illegally? Um, you know, who cast that ballot? What, what did the, did the ballot just show up at some, you know, to to someone else? Did someone else fill out the ballot? What happened with those ballots that showed up at old addresses and were still cast? 33,000 of them, I guess, when the margin of victory for Biden was 10,000. So all all of these things are things that are absolutely not being talked about um, by these people who are spinning the big lie about the big lie. One of the biggest um, uh, narratives is that there's a big lie and the fact that They're calling it a big lie is a big lie, but that's what these um, mind game people do. Um, Let's not forget Texas's lawsuit against four states in December of 2020 filed in the Supreme Court, um, after which many states joined that lawsuit. The lawsuit challenged the election results in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and the reason for that lawsuit uh, was because Texas believed that its citizens' rights were being violated by the uh, neglect of lawfulness in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Um, you know, Texans wanted their vote to count as far as who's going to be our president. But if Georgian, in Georgia, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin's state leadership does not care about the law, well then they are going to create an electoral process in those states that hampers the ability of any state to have a free and fair election. And what happened in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin is that state leaders used the excuse of a health emergency to throw out election law and do it, take what would be called illegal action in regards to how they conducted their elections in those States. But because they had the excuse of a health emergency, they said that they weren't violating the law, but I guess some of, some of the procedures they went through with to conduct their elections, opened it up for more anomalies in the election in Texas said that's not fair for our people. And so they took it to the Supreme Court in December and in a matter of days Supreme Court threw it out they didn't even look at it which was cowardly of the C- uh, of the Supreme Court. They figured out some excuse not to have not, not to have to deal with this. They didn't want the burden. The Supreme Court justices didn't want the burden on their shoulders of you know, now it's up to you guys to decide whether we're going to call this election legitimate when, yeah, a lot of things happened that were not lawful or normal in this 2020 election, but you're going to put it on us Supreme court justices shoulders. That's too much for us. There's going to be riots in the streets. There's probably going to be death threats against us. So they just found an excuse not to handle this Texas lawsuit, which was joined by many other States. Um, I'm reading here, uh, the high court said it would not consider the case for procedural reasons because Texas lacked standing to bring it. Quote, Texas has not demonstrated a judicially judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. Like, well, Texas, it's none of your business what another state does. Well, when it comes to all of us collectively electing a president, it it does matter to one state, how the other state acts, that the other state abides by the law in its elections, but the Supreme Court chickened out and said never mind, and so we forget all these things that went down, and the and the media narrative spin is that that like oh everything that went to the courts was was rejected, you know, as bogus, you know, the none of these people who said anything was up with the election won a single court case. Well, he, these these people. Tr- The judges found technicalities and threw this stuff out and it needed to, you know, you can't just come up with some technicality and throw out a pertinent case like that. So, you know, this was all culminating to January 6th of like, wow, we're, you know, we are just not getting, we're not getting justice. And, um, Americans were feeling like November 3rd was an insurrection, as Trump said. November 3rd was the insurrection to a lot of Americans, and many of them decided to show up to, to fight for their constitution, not against the constitution, as Biden said today. Um, so they showed up and it got pretty violent. And how it got violent and who instigated that is, still up for debate um and i'm sure you guys saw how ted cruz really changed his tune you guys may have seen what ted cruz had today or yesterday it was pretty stunning did you guys see this i've got to show you guys um the question is who got to ted cruz or you know does someone have dirt against ted cruz and they're they're blackmailing him why why is he acting like this here's what ted cruz said yesterday
1: thank you madam chair Chief, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Uh, And I want to start by by thanking the heroic service of the men and women who who serve alongside you. Uh, We are approaching a solemn anniversary this week. uh, And it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital, we are grateful for that courage. We appreciate uh, the selfless sacrifice uh, of the men and women who, who keep us safe.
4: What the heck happened to Ted Cruz? He believes America was attacked by terrorists a year ago today. What What do you guys think of that? I, you know, I for for a while, for a long time, I thought, I thought that Ted kept it real no matter what ever since when he was running for election or, you know, for president in 2016. And he spoke in Iowa, um, against ethanol subsidies and Iowans get a ton of money. uh, You know, Iowa voters make a lot of money from ethanol subsidies. So he spoke against those in their own state. I was like, okay, this dude, he's not a people pleaser. He just keeps it real, no matter what state he's speaking it. But uh, so, I don't know. Maybe someone, maybe someone brainwashed Ted Cruz, but he has totally changed his tune in a year, and he's getting ripped apart uh, for it. Maybe someone has some dirt against Ted, and they're saying, you know, if you don't join our agenda, um, you're going to the gulags. <laughs> Um, I want to replay for you guys what Rush Limbaugh said last year. Um, it's almost been a year since we lost Rush and one of the last things he said, you know, he died in February. One of the last things he said January 7th in regards to what, you know, the, the attack on the Capitol, um. By January 7th, there were tons of right-wingers coming out and condemning their own people for what happened on January 6th. Um, Lindsey Graham said some horrible things about, about the patriots. Um, and there were all kinds of right, right-wingers turning on their own people. and And there was immediately this culture of if you don't condemn this, then you're an insurrectionist yourself and you're anti-American. When the people at the Capitol were some of the proudest Americans, the people who actually showed up at the Capitol last January loved it, loved their country and were more concerned about the preservation of their, their country than probably any other Americans. The fact that you go through the hassle of coming out there and donning the colors of your nation's flag, and fighting through those crowds. Um, those are some extremely proud Americans who loved their constitution, but the narratives quickly in a day's time switch. And it's just the peer pressure with narratives just baffles me. Like, who are these people who cower to these narratives? And all we see all of these Republicans, um, turning on their own supporters. And saying that you all are are insurrectionists and we hate you and, and you're evil. And Rush was one person who said something that nobody else had any bit of courage to say. And so here's what Rush said on January 7th.
8: There's a lot of conservatives, social media, who say that any violence or aggression at all is unacceptable. Regardless of the circumstances. I'm glad Sam Adams, Thomas Paine, the actual Tea Party guys, the men at Lexington and Concord didn't feel that way.
4: There you go. So Trump almost compared the people of January 6th last year to the founding fathers, <laughs> which nobody else no other right-winger had the courage to say at that time. Um, and uh, many were quickly brainwashed uh, to the contrary. But um, what happened um, with, with the founding fathers is that they endured a decade of tyranny from the English kingdom. And they finally said, screw you guys, we deserve our freedom. And, you know, if injustice, becomes law, resistance becomes necessary. And um, so that was really something memorable that Rush said because nobody else would say it. Um, I, I want to show you guys the big narrative in regards to how deadly January 6th was last year. So USA Today... Just coming out with their article, um, this this article yesterday on January 6th, they say, President Biden will begin the day with a speech at the Capitol, the site of the violence that left five people dead and democracy shaken. Wow. Violence that left five people dead. Did five people really die uh, in violence on January 6th of 2021? No, that is in fact False. That is a false statement. USA Today should be ashamed. Now, New York Times broke down the deaths, and they actually listed nine deaths in a very deceptive way. But at least they broke it down so that truth seekers can read between the lines and figure out how deceptive their narrative really is. These are the people who died in connection with the Capitol riots. They list nine deaths, but the, they talk about seven deaths. So a bipartisan Senate report found that at least seven people had lost their lives in connection with January 6th. They list Ashley Babbitt. Everyone knows about her horrible death. <sighs> um, rest in peace to Ashley Babbitt, killed a year ago today. A proud patriot and lover of her country. Um, she went she went to the Capitol to stand up for election, uh, integrity and was shot by someone that people are saying is police officer. I I reviewed the tape again yesterday. The dude does not look like a cop whatsoever. Looks like a politician, but we'll get into, we'll get into that anyway. Um, the so-called person who killed her, um, actually came forward a few months ago. We'll talk about that too. But New York Times breakdown's sev- breaks down seven people who lost their lives in connection with January 6. They list nine deaths. Now, let's let's break down all these names, these names that New York Times goes through. Turns out out of nine people who died in connection with January 6, four of them were police officer suicides which that seems like a lot of suicides. Were, were they suicided or did they commit suicide? Why did four cops kill themselves in the aftermath? Well, if you look at the intricate details here, two of the cops didn't kill themselves until July of that year. Now, police suicides and and suicides across the board are are not uncommon, especially in a culture that despises cops. You better believe some cops are committing suicide. And two of these cops who happened to be in January 6th at the Capitol ended up committing suicide in July. Is that at all connected with January 6th? I don't see any evidence as to that. Anything could have happened between January and July that led these guys to kill themselves. But, New York Times is roping them in with the people who died in connection. Now, in addition to that, one died of a heart attack. D- uh, Officer Kevin Greason, uh, he did die on January 6th of a heart attack. So he did not die um, from violence. New- it, it, much of the media paints this as though, Trump supporters beat this officer to death or something. He died of a heart attack. Okay. One heart attack. There was one overdose death. Um, turns out after the medic- medical examiner uh, looked at how this woman, Roseanne Boylan died, medical examiner ruled that it was an overdose. Yet New York Times says here, that she was appeared to be appeared to have been crushed in a stampede. They say that up here, but then later down further down, they admit, oh yeah, but the medical examiner said it was an overdose. Okay. So which is it? And then two people had strokes, two people had strokes. So we have four suicides, two strokes, one heart attack and one overdose Four suicides, two strokes, one heart attack, one overdose, that's eight deaths. What's the ninth? If there's nine, that's Ashley Babbitt. So really one person died in the violence. One person died in the violence. That was Ashley Babbitt. So that's what really happened in regards to deaths, January 6th. Um, it's incredible to me the narratives that have been spun. The narratives that have been spun in regards to all this. Now, you may recall um, the video we showed at the beginning of this. Um, a woman is there at the Capitol today holding a sign um, that depicts Trump with a swastika on him. Um, but when we, when we really pick apart the events of this past year, and if we understand the history of swastikas, And we remembered 1933 Germany and the Reichstag fire, which it turned out in the Nuremberg trials, the Nazis had staged that fire and blamed their opponents in order to take power and throw out their own constitution. And the immense propaganda they spun, actual lies they pitted against other people to try to say that these other people were trying to destroy Germany's union. Um, And, all the propaganda and the fake fire at, at the, at the Reichstag building, it seems more that that swastika does not belong to Trump, but belongs to someone else. Maybe Nancy Pelosi, who made sure she's fortifying her narrative today. I don't know. In regards to Ashley Babbitt's shooting, um, you guys may not have seen that NBC actually had this big exclusive with a man who, who is said to be the officer who killed her. I'll show you that article here. I really am not so sure if I, you know, to believe it. Officer who shot Ashley Babbitt during Capitol riot breaks silence. I saved uh, countless lives. Um. So they do a sit-down interview with this. A black officer, but if you if you really if if you look at Jaden X's video of Ashley Babbitt's death, yeah, you know, he actually got he 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 had his camera pointed on the shooter when the shooter fired a shot, and my eyeballs are telling me the shooter was an older white man with gray hair. Okay, if you look at the guy was wearing a big mask, but he, he he's a white guy forehead white guy forehead with gray hair. It, his hands did look dark, but maybe they were shadowed. And a lot of people zoned into the hands and said it was a black guy. But anyway. So a lot of people had, there were a bunch of theories that this was the guy, that this was the shooter. He, he all over online for a while, you know, people were speculating he's the shooter. So he finally comes out as the shooter. But is he covering for someone else who was the real shooter? I don't know, but I just really thought that the shooter did not look like this guy at all. And the, and the man's whole posture, when you see the video uh, from J. Check my telegram, telegram link in description. I posted all this stuff on my telegram. Uh, I can't show it here because it, it's, it's graphic. YouTube would delete me anyway. The guy, when he's reaching out to shoot her, he has this more frail, small, like slightly hunchback body um, of an old man didn't look like this guy at all to me, but a lot of people disagree. Someone's saying Chuck Schumer. It, it looks a lot like Chuck Schumer. Probably it wasn't him. What are the chances of be him? But the shooter looks way more like Chuck Schumer than like this guy. Okay. I'm not saying it was Chuck Schumer. I don't know who it was, but it does not look like this guy. And this was a strange interview. If you watch this and the dude, the dude just looks like he's lying. Like he's like looking off to the right the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude, that's my conspiracy theory. I don't conspiracy theorize a lot, but I guess I have a conspiracy theory about her shooting death. We're in a society where people want you to believe what, you know, not believe your own eyes. You know, I'm watching the tape and it looks like an old white man with gray hair shooting her. And, um, you can see the shooter. Now in this interview with Lester Holt, um, Lester's like, yeah, you can only see the guy's hands. Nobody, you can see his head and it definitely looks like a white guy. Anyway, that's where we're at. So I'm going to wrap this up. I always try to keep these things shorter and they always go way too long. So I guess there's more to cover with January 6th than I realized. Um, But yeah, I I just uh, stay alert. People Uh, don't fall into these, these ridiculous narratives that we see. And it's really sad that we see headlines from the mainstream media and we cannot trust those headlines. They turn out to be completely deceptive headlines. And that's some of the most important information we need to know about right now in regards to all the election anomalies continually being uncovered, still being looked at in Wisconsin right now, are being completely muzzled, act, act like it didn't happen. The day of the election, uh, the Arizona audit results, the day of that, the media across the board came up with a big distraction story about Border Patrol uh, on horseback with a whip, The left was screaming one thing. The right was screaming one thing and Fox news ran away with that. So they could ignore the Arizona audit completely. Fox news ignored that sucker and talked all about some border patrol agent on horseback. I was disgusted. Fox news is spineless and they need to get back to what really matters to their viewers. All right. That's all I have to say. Um, We'll see you guys later, okay. We're doing truth truth bombs tomorrow with Jenny zagari She's back. Love Jenny. She has great insight. So join us then. We'll see you later.
2: А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова